idcwoodcraft.com. Well, hello, my CNC brother or sister. I'm Garrett, the founder and CEO of IDC Woodcraft, one of the fastest growing CNC router bit suppliers to you for your CNC router in the market today. And if you are looking for CNC router bits, just drop by idcwoodcraft.com and I will certainly drop some M&Ms or some lollipops into your shipment uh, when you make your order. So this podcast is a very special podcast. We are going to be having an interview with a uh, one of the co-owners of a CNC manufacturer here in the United, uh, United States. We're going to be talking to Steve Wallace, the co-owner of Phantom CNC Systems. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the Phantom CNC before we get into this interview. Some months ago, I made the purchase or decision to upgrade from benchtop CNC router to a more industrial level model and did some research and came across Phantom CNC and was quite pleasantly surprised with what I was looking at. I mean, they were really good looking machines. You ought to go take a, take a look. The phantomcncsystems.com sharp blue machines. Phantom CNC sells what we would call mid-range industrial CNC routers. These are not your $50,000 machines, $100,000 machines. Phantom, Steve and the co-owner Tom decided that they were going to build machines at a fair market price. So they started to design them and and then found ways to source the parts, and the, some of the parts come from overseas, but everything <laughs> kind of goes like that these days. But they were the designers, and they built them here in the States, and then they ship them out to you. But what I really enjoyed about this entire conversation was Steve's uh, genuineness about the whole premise of this business that he's built of building machines at a good price that are robust, heavy, and, and just solid machines. I ended up purchasing a four foot by four foot model. And I got to tell you, I am unduly not impressed with not only the machine, but also with the people at the company. They all seem to like what they were doing. So we're going to dive into this interview. I do apologize for any of the audio background noise. We were in a shop, so there was some background sounds that uh, may be a little irritating, but that's the way it goes. Okay, let's dive into this interview. IDCwoodcraft.com Hello, my CNC brother or sister. I'm Garrett with IDC Woodcraft. Welcome to this very special video where we're going to be talking to someone who has kind of got their knees deep in the CNC world, which you may have been hearing about lately, the Phantom CNC machine. This is Steve Wallace, the owner of Phantom CNC, the, the, the dreamer that created this company that, that has really taken off in the market lately. So I am here because I purchased a Phantom. In my journey in CNC, I started off with a little desktop model and I went up to the bench top and I've been wanting to keep rising through the ranks. And I did a lot of searching around when I was getting ready to go to my floor model and I was narrowing a lot of things down. When I finally got down to my few machines that I wanted to uh, really seriously look at, that's when I got on the horn and started talking to people. And when I called Phantom CNC, this guy answered the phone. 
the guy that's always walking around, <laughs> always on the phone or doing something. But we hit it right off. Uh, he's got that entrepreneurial drive, probably about 10 times the drive I've got, and has ended up building this uh, Phantom CNC company. So we're going to talk to Steve about it, where, where the whole dream came from, who he is, and then we'll talk about where, where why he founded Phantom CNC and what the vision is for the future. So, Steve, will you take a minute and introduce yourself to so, our brother or sister? Um, Steve? I, I'm Steve Wallace. I'm, I'm one of the owners, one, uh, of Phantom CNC. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not as big a part, as he says, because our, our team sort of does everything for us uh, and, and helps us with it. So there's myself and I have a business partner. We sort of split the way the business works. I handle the day-to-day operations, and um, Tom handles most of the shipping, logistics, things like that. And um, this business requires a huge amount of logistics. And um, what I found was, you know, building this business is is number one. You know, surround yourself with people that are better than you are. Yeah, and, and number two, um, things that you are weak in, find people that are strong in it. And that's, I mean, that's sort of what I credit a lot to what we're doing. Is I've I've got a team that has a very very strong individual drive, and they're good at their particular wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I the the business has done well, but I've sort of got a I got to say it's more them than me. I'm just well, you know that that's that just drives us. Yeah, yeah. I, I I teach that as far as business goes is uh, we got the we're the dreamers, right? But we can only do so much, and that's when you need the doers and the shakers to to make it all happen. So, but what's your background? What before you got into the CNC um, business, building these. Well, uh, it, it's uh, I, I started in law enforcement, really. Uh, Walking the beat? Yep, and I was in the military. So I actually started in the military straight out of high school. Uh, went uh, went in the U.S. Army um, during Iraq, got out disabled, uh, left law enforcement, did sort of various things for a little while. Um, went into law enforcement and I actually worked in a in a confinement facility for a couple years and then into active law enforcement and in the middle of doing that I started woodworking and I started working with automation computers always intrigued me and um, one thing led to the next and and uh, there's a progression and I see it a lot through your channel and I see it a lot uh, through other folks, but I did what everybody else did uh, does. I, I started with a router, a handheld router, and I moved at the time to a uh, to a machine called a Carbrite. And I don't know if oh, you yeah, remember yeah. those, I but that's I a, moved to a Carbrite. That's a small benchtop machine. It right? is yeah. with a little. It had a sanding belt that actually did your y-axis <laughs> movement. But hey, it's okay. It worked. It worked, right? But I quickly learned that that wouldn't do what I needed it to do for me. And uh, then um, I took the plunge, and I, I got one of our uh, other companies, and I say our other companies here, because I don't feel like we have competition. And I know that sounds bad, and, and some people have faulted me for that, but there's enough room in this market mm-hmm. and enough people 
that you don't need to get into to saying this company doesn't do this and this doesn't do that. I uh, I you bought. Know, you know, on that note, just to interrupt you for a second, that if if you're getting into a CNC business at all in any way, shape, or form, don't look at yourself as in competition with other people. Mm-mm. You create your own world and your own ecosystem. And you'll create your own customer base, and and if you're a good business that cares about the customer, then you're going to take off in the direction you need to take off anyway. So and that's that, good, that's good advice. Yeah. Out of hundreds of customers, and I can name them, and and you take for instance on Instagram, there's a a, a group called Decked Out, and they do uh, flooring for boats and. It's exactly what you said. What we have found after hundreds and hundreds of customers, it's always about what that particular person wants to do, how they want to go about it, and how they want to work. And it's just amazing to me um, the people that make it work and the ones that don't, truthfully. Some of them come to us and they've got big ideas and they're going to do this and do that, and you never see it materialize. But then some of them, God, I mean, they just kill it, and and it would amaze you to find out it's not the people that have the experience. I don't mean that in a bad no, way, no, but no. It, it is the folks that walk in that don't know that you can fail. Exactly. It, it exactly. sounds bad, but yeah. it's like, God, and I learned, short story, I learned about a new, uh, and, and any of my folks watching, you're going to know who I'm talking about. There is a group of people out there that do... Uh, parties for folks they make these cutouts with names and numbers and happy birthday and it's a huge industry and we have sold many machines into it i didn't know it existed and see i yeah i mean i did cabinets and i did every kind of signage you could do for 20 years at night and i learned about this new industry and you know predominantly and i'll say this could get me in trouble but it's it's predominantly females with no CNC experience, but they walk in and kill it. Yeah. And I love that right now because I got into this right now um, at the right time. I watched this business. I watched this whole automation scene come through where people couldn't afford it. They were not people like you. Um, I When I started it, there was no YouTube. Right. Okay, YouTube just started when I bought my machine, and I'll I'll shout them out. There's a company called Shopbot. They they build a a good extruded type machine. Um, we don't have a lot of commonality with that particular design philosophy, but there's a need for it. Um, when I bought their machine, there was no YouTube to speak of. There certainly was not you. There was not Kyle at Learn Your CNC. There was not people like you that would help folks step by step. And we've talked a lot over the last couple of days. And um, there are not many resources for folks to go from ground zero to doing a business like you're offering. Okay, and even right now, I do this for a living, so I pay a lot of attention to YouTube. I pay a lot of attention to the assets that my customers have at their fingertips. I'm telling you, there's not a lot of what you're doing. There's not a lot of these folks out there that are offering the real advice because, as you know, we don't give machines away. You didn't get your machine for free. We don't sponsor content creators. We don't do those things because um, I feel like you can buy any good words you want to buy from people. If you like my business and you care about it, um, 
in my opinion, this is a game of chess, not a game of checkers. Right. And um, right now is just a awesome time to be into this. Uh, I from from buying the shop bot and running it uh, 15, 20 years and starting to build my own machines. Um, one thing I took away from that was the customer service end of it. And ShopBot, I can tell you if y'all are looking at them, I'm not embarrassed about it. Uh, if you have a chance uh, to deal with those folks, great people, great customer service, um, they'll take care of your, they'll take care of a phone call. And that's what I needed, and that's how we did it. That's what, what we try to do. But right now, um, man, it, especially with the production environment, uh, no matter what anybody tells you, manufacturing is coming back to the States. Mm-hmm. I promise you. This is a global world. So anybody that wants exactly. to say that we don't like China, we don't like this, we don't like that, well, look, just stop talking and go look at what you use every day and then so tell me how much you don't like it. Right, right, right. Um, this is a global world. It and with the, with the information that we have today and with folks like yourself and with the entrepreneurial spirit, that I see daily. I oh, get to it's, see it's it. taken off. Like oh that. my God. It's unreal. It's unreal. And I don't care what, you know, COVID is COVID, uh, world pandemic, war, whatever it is. I'm going to tell you that the group of people that are doing what we're doing are not stopped by. It. Right. It's like it doesn't exist. They, they just, they, they got up thinking about succeeding yesterday. They get up today thinking about succeeding, and I promise you they'll wake up tomorrow thinking about it. So I'm I'm blessed. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm retired from from everything except for this business and helping people get into it. And I literally, you well, you've seen it. I I run out of the house every morning and and to he's get here and constantly be, on the phone. And, yeah, uh, he's, I he's, I, he's I love it. I'm I'm so happy to do it. Right. Um, so so what was what was the dream? What, what what was the idea or the uh, when when Phantom CNC was born between it was it was one person's idea. I mean that's the way it that, always yeah. happens. It, and then so when did it hit and what was it about? I, you know? I, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I had made some machines of my own, so I'm not formally trained in robotics. Uh, I, I I have some college and manufacturing engineering courses and, and some little things like that, but. Um, I uh, I ran a job shop at night, and we got into doing a lot of large items for for boat companies and pretty complex items. Meaning that we, uh, hey buddy, meaning that we did. Uh, how you doing? Um, my dogs are here. Uh, meaning that we uh, we made some pretty large items. Meaning we had to learn how to do split models and we would take three axis cncs and i would make things that are eight foot tall and weighed a thousand pounds out of foam and um one thing that i really 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 believe in is there is no reason for an ignorant person anymore not with folks like you not with folks like the YouTube and the ton of resources that are out there. Right. It, it, there just shouldn't be any reason for it. And I used it all the time. And I had made some machines and I decided that I was going to have an engineering company make a uh, machine for us. 
right? And I designed the machine. I had an engineering company help us do that based out of Asia. And when it came in, I was, I was floored by the build quality of the unit. Electronics lacking. Uh, uh, electronics lacking, right? Um, and Baby. <laughs> um, that's what you, that, that's that, what you get when that's you're our attack hard. puppy it's right. after hours and that's what we use uh, we uh, I, I learned that if I can leverage an international body to help us create items that were of the quality that I needed and we could step in and make the electronics the way it needs to be especially for our environment um, I all of a sudden learned wait a minute this is reasonable this is something that can help people and I'm gonna just be honest with you when I bought my shop bought uh, by the time I got through buying everything I'm in 15 20,000 deep I borrowed into my 401k. This is in 1997, maybe. Um, it hurt, it, and but I had to do it. It was something that I had to do for myself, mm -hmm. for my family, because I knew this direction I wanted to go. Well, it hit me that, wait a minute, there's a way now that uh, I knew that my, my law enforcement was coming to an end. I was getting to the point to where I was going to retire. Um, and I knew that I was going to miss being able to help folks. I, I enjoyed in law enforcement changing tires. And I, I realize that sounds bad, but I enjoyed doing those things. And I primarily worked at a courthouse, helped run court systems and electronic monitoring for inmates. And at night I was doing all these creative things, machining, you name it. And, uh, I figured out literally uh, it, it was in another room that room right over there because that's the room where it happened okay um, I figured out there wait a minute I now have the ability to help folks even after I retire even after I can't change a tire even if I can't uh, help somebody in a time of, of need um, I can still do something for somebody and and that's where it came from. So uh, myself, kind of, so that's kind of going into the space of we're in the, we're in the business for the same reason. Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's, it's there to help people who are who are, <laughs> that, that, who are looking for something different or something that they can call their own or whatever it might be. What what I have found, and especially doing this uh, uh, in the county here where I live, of course, I knew tons of people, yeah. tons of folks. Unfortunately, a lot of times, the way I had to meet them wasn't the greatest way to meet them, right? Whatever you want to say. It might be speeding. It might be through court. It may, But I got to meet them in a time of need. I do the exact same thing today. The exact I meet people in a time of need in their life where they need somebody that has some expertise and the ability to help get them to where they're trying to go. And... It took me a little while to grasp that because, and again, I said that I get other people uh, like my business partner. I'm not driven by money. Right. I'm sorry. I'm not. I've been poor my whole life. I'm I'm not supposed to be where I'm at, doing what I'm doing today, having what I have, and I recognize that. However, uh, while I'm here, I have learned one thing for sure, and, and that is with every customer, 
with every person we deal with, if you'll never leave them worse off than when you started with them. So you've heard in the past day, I think, unfortunately, yesterday, I, we had a deal where I had to tell a client, hey, I'm not the right company for you. Um, that, I feel like, is sort of our responsibility because if I can't help them, I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to, I don't want to sell them a machine that's not going to help them. Right. And by their business philosophy, by I've been down this road that they're not going to be happy. Uh, but by and large, no. These folks that come in here just blow me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the, what he's talking about here is business philosophy. One of the things that Steve said is, yeah, you know, he's not doing it about for the money. He's doing it to help other people. And what I teach in business is the more value you can give to people, that's important to them. Uh, the the better you will do. The money is a byproduct of giving value. So so. When I say forget about the money, forget about the money. Literally, go after the dream, and it's got to be genuine. You got to be out there for somebody else, and not leave them better off, and ideally leave them in a better place than than what they what they are when they when they met you. And you will do awesome in business. You absolutely will. They'll so, provide them with a product that they wanted. But let it exceed their expectations. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, when you say don't think about the money, well, neither one of us are trying to say that money doesn't exist. Well, it's that, it's foolishness. Sure, it's, you have to have capital to run. But if you remember whatever your product is, if it can exceed your person's expectations and can help them achieve what they're trying to achieve, you will win every time. Yes, exactly. It's just going to happen, and, and I experienced that in the boating world by making boat molds mm-hmm. in the uh, the uh, uh, cabinet industry by exceeding folks' expectations. Maybe sometimes it's by beating a price. Sometimes it's by the quality that they were looking for. Um, and, and even with us, we hear it all the time. Uh, look, uh, uh, for the most part, and this is a dangerous statement, but man a, a three axis cnc is a three axis cnc there are certainly differences between them but we're all generally doing the same thing in my opinion it's what comes along with it who's standing behind you who when you pick up the phone do you know for a fact somebody's going to pick up that phone and going to say hey how do we help you get past whatever it is you got um, just like with you, I mean, I think we probably talked three or four months yeah. before you came down here. And um, as as long as I can do that and my folks and, and we feel like we're getting ahead and we're helping folks, we're, I'm going to keep right on going. All right. All right. Yep. That's, that's what it's about. So, okay. So getting back to this, what, what actually was the moment that you said, I'm going to build my own company? Um probably the same moment that I realized, wait a minute, I can leverage international companies to help me get there. Mm-hmm. Because our biggest, uh, our big, my biggest holdup, I've always wanted to do this. My entire life, I've wanted to do this. And I just didn't know how. I, I, I like to focus on education. And it, at one time, I had sort of thought about doing like a... Uh, there are these shops that have tools and they they rent out the tools and they have a membership type deal and they have cncs they have welders well of course you've been around the facilities and in downtown and um we we have all of that and once i realized wait a minute you know for what it would cost for me to make it 
hear every piece of it. It can't be done. And and most companies just can't afford it. Small companies, mm-hmm. uh, cabinet shop. But at the moment I realized that I could leverage the rest of the world to help me fulfill my dream and that I could help other people fulfill those, that was it. Yeah. And it literally happened within uh, two weeks. From the time we I engineered something up, I got it in. I decided, hey, there's a better way to do this. There's a better way to make this, to do that. Look, within 60, 90 days, we're up and going. And at the time, I had the philosophy of I never want to sell anything that I don't have in stock. And I've learned that that's foolishness because you can't do it. Um, Especially when you get the capital. You can't do it. Yeah. And and so for us, the wait times are strictly based upon our, our manufacturing that we have continuously scaled up. Uh, right now, you know, we, we always run right this second between 72 hours and about 10 to 12 weeks if it's a, if it's a custom type unit. Um, my, my, my thought is if somebody's made the decision they're ready to buy, yes, it's a capital issue, but a lot of times it's somebody taking that first step. Yeah. And if you can help them right then, that's sort of what we want to do in our in our pricing structure we are a uh, a uh, point driven business we're based on percentages no, what do so you mean by that? well what that it's easy this is what I don't look at the market and say I can get another seven thousand for a five by ten table because people want it okay I don't do that right. um, it, we're percentage based on what we spend and what we take in. So right now, any any machine that we have right now, um, you can upgrade to the next size table uh, for between $3,500 and $4,000. There's not a question of, hey, why is there... That's, that's like small. Absolutely, that's, sure. I mean, when, when, you, when you go look at other equipment... Uh, of course. From right. four foot whatever that uh, I mean we're talking $15,000 right. adding four feet to your machine absolutely and, and we wound up uh, the four by four okay like you got yeah. <laughs> that everybody makes mistakes in business that was one of my bigger mistakes was when I got into this business I didn't work with four by fours I used four by eights. That was the shop bot and then I had my own and then we built a couple and so I I didn't pay attention to that like I should have, and I feel bad about it now. But it's yeah, worked I feel out. like that was a mistake. Because I should have paid more attention to it. There are more people out there that need this technology, that need that type of equipment, than I recognize. Okay. And, and as so soon, space constraints or yeah, just job constraints. Right, or, 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 or people that are at home doing your type of learning or doing YouTube and they need to go make some money on the weekends. They're making a good example. And I don't know if you can see it in the background, but he'll, he'll pan back there. There's a U.S. flag made by a guy named uh, uh, James Budabah, uh, uh, Budabah okay. on the top of that door. He's one of our customers. I'm going to tell you so what. It's right, it, it's right up there. Right it's there. a wooden flag and it is unreal. This guy is unreal. Um, I it, I finally understood. Wait a minute. There's a whole crowd out there that needs somebody to pay attention to them. And uh, along with the experiences that I had and that my folks had with the business experience, 
it was I could provide a machine for them. So I set a target at the time of $10,000. I wanted to put a industrial type machine in their place for $10,000 and we did it. And so let's compare that. Or compare that to the average market of the $10,000 floor model. Um or uh, 4 by 4 I I don't know that there's anybody I can compare to because I don't know anybody else that uses welded steel that uses NEMA 34s that I mean my 4x4 four is 1300 pounds by itself and right. don't get me wrong. I had fully intended on it being lighter weight than that. Yeah. <laughs> and I failed. Um I, I what I found out and I've, I've known this with big machines um, weight equals control of harmonics mm -hmm. and if we can yeah. control harmonics we can control a lot of cut quality right right so harmonics that would be chatter that gets introduced Absolutely. into the cuts right. by, by virtue not chatter comes it comes from Harmonics, so you, you have natural frequencies that are built into the equipment, and if you're if you're riding into those frequencies, then you're going to start getting chatter, and your cuts are not going to look as good. And so, one of the ways to get rid of that is by bulk building with bulk, and that way that the harmonics just absolutely they, they they're, they're buffered throughout the the material, and they just can't translate into your into your product. They, they get absorbed right through the machine. Yeah. Uh, another trick is like we do with our VFDs. So we will uh, our, our VFDs are programmed. So VFD to, is a spindle control. Th that's what controls your spindle. We have a, uh, a natural uh, sine wave, and, and basically we increase the speed and decrease the speed the whole time intentionally so that if a customer has got a bit into chatter, mm -hmm. it will pull out a chatter. And then, yes, it'll go back down, go through it, go a little bit slower, get out of it. It's very hard to get our machines in a so, chatter. So the VFD will actually pick that up. By itself. It'll, it'll it's already programmed to do it. As I've been editing this video, I had to stop at this point when Steve was talking about the VFD or variable frequency drive that controls the speed, spindle speed of your spindle, that it is detecting for chatter. That was a phenomenal awareness that he shared with me. I mean, it just took me back that he would think forward enough to figure out how to build that type of detection into the machine. This is one of the things I like about Phantom is that the machines were built from the ground up. And when, when you're doing that, then you can take into account the things that people deal with that maybe your white label machines aren't dealing with. Now, what do I mean by a white label machine? That's a machine that's produced by a manufacturer, and then some other company buys that equipment, puts their own paint colors on it and their own label, and then you think it's that brand, when actually it's not. It's actually a mass-produced machine that multiple different companies purchase and simply put their colors and their logo on it. So I don't know if that's something that's built into those type of machines, especially when they're just kind of mass-produced. But this one, that really took me aback. Now, this whole thing about chatter, if you're relatively new, what is it? Chatter is a frequency that sets up while your router bit is cutting the wood. You have cutting blades on the bit called flutes, and as they strike the wood, there's a little bit of a smack or whatever it may be that 
there is a natural frequency in everything. And if you hit that natural frequency, it's going to start to vibrate. And in this case, if you find the natural frequency while you're cutting your material, you're going to get something called chatter. And chatter is just those little bumps along your cut. And the way that he has worked around it is they start to detect that, that, that however they do it, and they adjust the spindle speed. Chatter, one of the main ways to get out of chatter is by changing your spindle speed, because then you are changing the frequency at which the cutting blades are actually hitting the material. And when you do that, then you take it out of its natural frequency, and it starts to cut smooth again, doesn't bounce. So that's what chatter is. And I was just absolutely blown away when he shared that. Let's get back to this interview. Well, it's time to stop for just a moment because, number one, I will have to promote the podcast service that I use because it is free and they require me to just make the announcement. So I will get to that in just a moment. Uh, if you are finding this interesting, then certainly go check out the Phantom CNC website. Also, jump on the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel if you want to learn a lot more about CNC routers, how to do your design work, and get your jobs over to routers and a whole bunch more. And even if you want to learn how to do business, I am one of the few that truly teaches the nuances of business. And speaking of business, you might want to join the CNC Entrepreneurs Facebook group. There will be a link down in the description of this podcast and you can go sign up for that group and also join the CNC insiders. That is a list that I have where I provide to you discounts that I do not make public on the YouTube channel. So we are going to step into this little pre-recorded uh, 30 second advertisement and then we're going to get back to the interview. IDCwoodcraft.com so, and, and the interesting thing, you know, because you got most of our machines, not our not our T models, but we're talking our smaller machines, the eighteen thousand RPM spindles. What really happens is a customer sees eighteen thousand. What we see on the tech end of it is a three or four hundred hertz spindle, which obviously, let's just say it's three hundred. Three hundred hertz equals eighteen thousand. Well, there's a control signal which is one to ten volts that controls it. So when you just pretend it's an eighteen thousand RPM spindle and you want nine thousand RPMs, that means that you're going to get one hundred and fifty hertz if you look at your VFD. Well, in order to get that, it's a one to ten volt signal that controls that. So five volts would be the input signal that's actually giving us 150 hertz which is giving us 9,000 rpms what we do is we vary that input signal a little bit so if you're commanding 9,000 you're actually going to wind up getting 8950 to about 9050 okay. and the truth is that the average customer um, if they get close to their target spindle speeds, they're more than better off because different densities and materials. But there's a reason that we put that in there, and that was to get rid of chatter on these machines, and that was to stop vibrations and okay. harmonics. So I find that kind of interesting that you're in law enforcement, and here you're talking all this engineering stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, crazy, it's just, it? just kind of your thing on the side there or whatever. But that's okay. So, so anyway, you started the company. 
three years ago. When, when it was like, a, when would you say it was actually born? When did that baby come uh, It was actually about five years ago when all of that happened. We were running underneath a different business name, um, which you can see around the shop and, and around our other facility that we have printers and stuff like that. And we did a lot of, uh, we did a lot of, uh, um, signage work and things like that and with the with signage work uh i didn't get to build a lot of equipment and once i once i stopped doing a lot of signage i started doing the boat i'm gonna say maybe four years ago we got serious about manufacturing equipment that's when we formed phantom and then phantom came and to be honest with you i met Izzy, uh, I met uh, Izzy Swan and Izzy Swan. If you haven't watched him, check him out on YouTube. Oh God, great guy! Uh, I I met Izzy and uh, it just boomed from there. Uh, He helped that. He actually bought equipment from us, and I went to somewhere. I went to something called WorkbenchCon, and that is a uh, content creator uh, convention that I had no idea what it was at the time. And man, all of a sudden, I met all of these people that were in that business, in that work, in that uh, line of, of doing what I was doing, and they knew the things I didn't know. So, just like since you've been here, I've learned a, a ton about uh, media, about how you're making videos and the educational side of it. I, I didn't know that, and I'm still not. I'm not huge on media. I'm a CNC guy, man. I, I help. I like helping people make make these machines work for them. Well, all of a sudden, I was surrounded by the best of the best, and it was like overnight. Folks were like, "Hey, you're going to kill it. We're going to help you do it." And it's just been a uh, just a wild ride since. Yeah, then. you know, you know. I, I, so this is something I want to share with you watching this. Is what what he just shared is. When, when you go at something, at your dream, your CNC business, whatever you're doing, and you go at it with the right intentions, you're going to attract the people that are going to help you take off. You know, you just have to have, you, you got to demonstrate to yourself the drive and the, and, and, and kind of have to go through a lot of shit before you can actually, before you actually get over that hump and people start coming to help you. So, I mean, that's the thing about entrepreneurialism is, is they call it the valley of death, right? You got to just go down that, that dark hole and you've got to push through it. Uh, but once you do. Uh, when you're in the bottom looking up, everybody says how good you were and how this, and I saw this. I see it today. You can look at YouTube comments and listen to what people say. The second you start gaining traction, that's when the people come out and start tearing you down. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm just a, 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 I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it when a bastard tries to beat you know me what? down. That, I just, that's the golden sign. It just tickles me. I'm yeah. telling you that, that, you know, Phantom is here. It's here to stay. I just could, I don't care what they say. Um, bar. Uh, medical problems uh, bar something that I can't control we, we're not for sale uh, we're not trying to hurt anybody or get ahead and I've been told this many times I actually got a phone call the other day and this is God's honest truth I got I got called by another person in the industry that said hey man um, you're getting a lot of folks attention 
and you're dragging down the cost of CNCs at your level. You're causing problems. For, and don't get me wrong, that's not what I'm trying to do. But if right. it's a byproduct, damn them. They, they have the, all they got to do is reduce their prices. That's it. Are there right. people out there that have better products? Absolutely. Reduce their price and play the game. Right, right. And so, that's not what we're going after. Right. But if that's the game that we have to play, it's what we're going to have to do. Right. Well, t- tell me what the yesterday we were talking, and you you talk you've talked a lot about you know the affordability, uh, the small shops, um, and and actually some of the insane markups that you've seen in the industry. So, so I mean, and and then it kind of goes in line with the philosophy. So, tell me about the philosophy of Phantom. Um, you know, my my entire so we I have a motto, and I hate mottos, but I have a <laughs> motto. I, I do, but it, it's really sort of stupid. But I do think about this. I try to solve problems that people don't know they have. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a big one in CNC stuff. Folks will call, and I hear this more and more and more. You and I had the conversation. Um, I've had many people that say, okay, what's the real price? No, there's not another price. What we told you is what it is. Then there's the, hey, what else do you think I need? And you say, hey, no problem. I can get you this, this, and this. This is how we need to do it. They have never asked a question yet. Is it three-phase? Is it single phase? Mm-hmm. These are huge questions that they don't know to ask. Right. An example of that is uh, a Toyota car. Those engineers, I'm telling you, um, like for a Corolla, they have thought about it, buddy. And if it can be tore up, beat up, and a customer needs it, they've thought about it. Right. That's what we. That's what we're trying to do. So my my philosophy really is number one: try to find a way to help people bring their self up. And number two, um, I always, I want our company to be known as that kind of company that wants to help them succeed on all different fronts, not just technology, uh, whether it be financial. We have a lot of people call, I have a lot of customers call, says, what are you seeing in the market? What What are your other customers doing? And I will say this, our customers by and large um, they don't mind helping other customers. It's the damnest thing I've ever seen. I, I had one today that wants to cut EPS. I I told him to call a, a company I talked about a little while ago called Decked Out. I can promise you if he called them, those group down there is going to say, hey, man, yeah, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they have their own trade secrets and their but um, helpfulness is unreal. So yeah. I don't believe this shit that I hear every day, and I'm sorry, but I'm just tired of hearing negativity. My folks don't show me that. My customers don't show me exactly, that. Exactly. I just don't see it. I don't. And the helpfulness is unreal. We're like anybody else. We'll send a machine out that gets scratched or something happens. Virtually never does somebody call and say, I'm mad and I want a refund. And I Never. It's, hey, listen. Uh, this happened during shipping. This happened. Don't we're good to go? But can we get some help with this, or what do we do here? I'm gonna tell you, and it sounds bad, but to everybody out there that that is starting a business and you're trying to go ahead, do not concentrate on that crap you're hearing about people trying to tear you down. For the most part, uh, I don't, I don't have it. 
Yeah. Our customers try to help us. Right, yeah. So, so one of the interesting things is is a lot of people, they don't go into business or, or don't move forward in things, places in life because they're afraid of that kind of rejection. That valley of death teaches you how to deal with it. And once you start coming out of it, you don't even care. And, and it's not even part of you anymore. And that's why you don't see it. And when it, when you do see it, it's like, you know, what the hell? Where the hell did that come from? Right. Right? Yeah, it's right. like, yeah, how can somebody even have that kind of mindset? But uh, so, so that's one of the things that will also take your business off. Um, and that's, I'm, I'm, I know that's what's helped you in, in your business because if you're there for, for, for them in, in your way and you give in your way, it's, it's just going to happen. It does. Yeah. So, so you've been uh, ramping up lately. Uh, what did, well, first of all, you got hold of your supply chain. Uh, and actually own part of your supply chain yeah. overseas. We do. Yeah, it's so, the only way you can. It, with what we're doing, it's the only way to do it. Okay. You cannot. It, it, let me take that back. There is somebody out there that can leverage somebody else to totally do for it, and all they got to do is spend money. I haven't been able to do that. Okay. We have not. We, we have to be involved from beginning to end or I can't get something that I'm proud of. Right, right. So this is one of the reasons that I like the Phantom and, and made me ultimately choose this machine because I did learn it, that you know you get some of those products uh, over in Asia. And, and like you said, that's what helps keep the price down. And, and, and you said just because it's over in Asia doesn't mean it's cheap. It no. It means it's crap. I mean, but, but, but the thing is, is so he, uh, you went and actually own the supply chain for your equipment out there. So he's got control of his equipment from start to finish from from wherever you're getting it. And then uh, you have to. And, and there's many. I mean, you're you're used. Uh, you'll use 30 to 40 vendors. Right. Yeah. Um, one of our one of the things that I really try to do with all of our equipment is I don't like bespoke parts if I can help it, meaning parts that you can't get Amazon. Or you can't get active quickly. Don't get me wrong. We have parts for everything, and they can easily call us and say, hey, I need a part. However, look, there's a lot of times where, let's say you blow a linear bearing. Mm -hmm. You can literally have it off Amazon in 24 hours as fast as you can call me and say, hey, we need it. Uh, there are some parts that you don't do that with, and that will be like, for instance, uh, for our, our shields and our guards. Um, so what we did was I tried my best to pick shields and guards that were available in that market that we could get quickly, we could get economically, and would do what we needed to do. And just for instance, like, like on the S model machines, um, we did some things a lot of people don't do. We use inverted tracks, right? So our gear train sits upside down, and there's a reason for that. It's called gravity, right? If you're going to get something packed into my gear train, you're going to have to get past a guard on top of the on top of the gantry, okay. get past this guard, right. get past this guard, and then figure out a way to get underneath that stanchion to get in the, it. That's right. Yeah. So once again... We, we, I tried my best to build it with my experience. That was a weakness in a machine that I owned before mm -hmm. was that literally when you're cutting foam, the foam dust would pack up in the gear train oh. and you'd stop it. Wow. You could literally stop it. Yeah, it would just stop. And, and I can't have that. My customers can't have it. So to this day, I don't know that I've ever heard of our machine having that problem. 
Um, so, you know, a little bit of common sense design. Uh, customers have really appreciated not having a bunch of options. And what do I mean by that? Instead of optional for a 2.2 kilowatt spindle and they can save $500 or you can give them this, you can give them that. I, I took my knowledge from the past and what I found out in the market and we put as much equipment on that machine from the get-go and 99% of the time what the customer is going to say is, hey, what do I need to succeed? Okay. And we just try to give them that out of the gate. So air blowers and coolant. A lot of people say, can we use this machine to cut aluminum? Sure you can. Um, can I cut plyboard with it? One, the rollers, for instance, was a big deal. Um, one of the major expenses in these vacuum machines, is it, vacuum table machines, are the vacuum pumps. Well, folks don't realize easily... 25% of the cost of the machine can be wrapped up in pumps. Okay. So I tried to find a method that would help us get past having to add that 25. So we have a lot of customers that will say, hey, I don't necessarily need a lot of vacuum pressure, but I know I'm going to want it later on down the road, but yet I still got some flat goods I want to cut. Hey, no problem. Start without them. You don't have to spend that fifteen hundred to five thousand dollars out the gate. Okay. That is one of those things that we say, hey, you can do that later on. But when it comes to spindles, when it comes to integral parts of the machine, you don't want to be tearing your machine down and adding to it and calibrating it. And I found out, my experience was, every job you bid, a CNC is good for accuracy, uh, repeatability, and saving time. And if it can't do those three things, stop, rethink your job, rethink what you're doing. Um Getting on and off that table with a vacuum table is about saving time. And that's what the rollers were designed for. Save time. How can we get on this table and get it off? Because at the end of the day, the machine is just a piece of steel. It's it look, it's not this is not an airplane, man. It's it's just not. <laughs> All right. Come on. It it's just a piece of equipment. And if you know how to push the home button you know how to set your 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 work offset or your work location hey it's just not quit treating this like it's uh nasa based equipment and i think that's what happened i think that's the reason prices got out of control because everybody got fooled into believing that this is just high technology that that you know, you're not smart enough to have unless you spend this money or unless you got this education. And I don't dig that. Right. I haven't found anybody that hadn't learned it yet or can't learn it. But. What Steve just shared is worthy of stopping this interview for just a second to talk to you if you are brand new to the CNC thing where you're still looking at it and feeling really intimidated by it. I have talked to a lot of people who bought a machine, but they were so scared of it that they it just sat there for a long time. Like anything else, all you have to do is take one step and then another step and another step and another step. And it, instead of looking at, at this big, complicated thing that uh, we're just afraid of, is see it as a series of small steps to progress from beginner, absolute beginner, knowing nothing about it, that you will get to where you want to be. Remember this one thing, and this is the foundation of IDC Woodcraft, is everybody starts at a beginning at some point. And the whole 
theme of IDC Woodcraft is to help you as a CNCer start at the beginning and have all the tools and resources you need and to be able to get up and create some amazing projects. The fear in and of itself, it's just because it's unfamiliar territory. And all you have to do is just take the first step and you'll learn along the way. I've done it, everybody else has done it, and you can do it too. So it's not that complicated once you get into it. I just wanted to share that with you, that you can do this if you're feeling intimidated. CNC is an amazing hobby or profession to have. And if you've been thinking about it for a while, then maybe that's your spirit saying, that's the thing I want to go after that I can call mine. All right, let's get back to the interview. Well, I hope you are enjoying this interview so far. We are not done yet, but I just had to cut in and say that I have to do one more 30-second advertisement for this service, Anchor, that I'm using. Again, make sure you drop by idcwoodcraft.com to get your rider pits. As I said, I will drop some M&Ms or lollipops in your package and make sure you get them pronto. And with that, let's get back to this interview after this little advertisement. IDCwoodcraft.com. Right, yeah. No, I agree. You, you've got to believe that because you wouldn't do the videos that you do. Oh, right. No, I mean, and, and all, 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 I mean, that's who I help. Those right. And, and those people that are watching you, I can promise you this because I've, I've watched every one of them. Uh, there are times where people will be outside of their comfort zone mm-hmm. watching that. But those people are the people that are going to succeed because they secretly like being out of that comfort zone, whether or not it's inside their inside their shop, inside their home. They like it when somebody says frequency or they say harmonics, because all of a sudden it's pause, open a new tab harmonics what is it (laughs) and then the next thing you know they're on the youtube channel watching the tacoma narrows bridge incident and i will tell anybody that wants to learn about frequency and harmonics go watch the tacoma narrows bridge video uh it's going to teach you all you need to know yeah that's the one that absolutely right and see i dig that because when customers come in many times we will stop and i'll say hey look if you don't understand it check this out We'll go pull a video. And then all of a sudden, man, when you finally see one of them light up and they say, man, I understand. Pay for it. Done. <laughs> any 5000 10000 you can charge any more. I don't care about right. it. That paid it for me. That made me happy in going to work that day. Right. You know? Yep. Okay, so with uh, with Phantom now, I mean, so in the, I guess in what, in the last six months, eight months, you've really kind of Hit, hit kind of a critical a year something uh, yeah it's the crit- you're right you're and, right and so suddenly you're ramping up in production you're getting a lot more machines out what do you think how long ago did that like that, that suddenly you saw that spike workbench con last year workbench con last year so i just That's figured out the show in georgia one of the shows in georgia so iwf for this year was a just a huge event and thank you for everybody that came down Man, we couldn't turn around. It was so busy and so many nice people. Uh, Workbench Con, which I was just told, I guess we're 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 filling out to go again, and I was just told it was March. God, I feel bad about that because I don't know them off the top of my head. 
um, we're going to clean sports extravaganza coming up. And what I what I found out was those events. And it was at Workbench, honestly, that I realized, wait a minute, because we were selling machines well before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I realized, wait a minute, this is a global market. Well, I've, I've got machines going to Canada, machines going to Australia. We do direct export from our main facility also. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, we've got machines going to other countries, several other countries that we don't even do here. We have a uh, division in Costa Rica, and that's where the SCR nomenclature come from. If you go on the website and look up that machine, that machine was designed for Costa Rica. It was designed to bring into a environment where people didn't have a lot of technology at a price they could afford, and they could start taking back some of their manufacturing. And that's why that's we cool. built that machine. That's what it was for. And that's what that division is for down there. Okay. And, um, yeah, I would say March. It's grown just every day, leaps and bounds. Internet numbers, right? Watching our, our internet. Izzy Swan came up. Check out Izzy's awesome guy. I'll put a link. Uh, I'll put a link. Uh, Stated Woods is another one, right? Yeah, so so you knew Nick. You, yeah. you met Nick. Um, literally... Izzy put out a video. He crashed my server that night. It crashed because I was hosting my own stuff. Crashed. I couldn't stand the traffic, and I didn't. I mean, my my internet site wouldn't stand the traffic. So I realized, wait a minute, man, this is this is unreal. And so it is. It has taken me uh, ever since then to really start getting hold of the wheel and and understanding that the ship that I'm driving. Uh, and my job inside of that has changed some. You know, I like getting greasy. I love being inside machines and building machines. However, my best use of skill and talent is not doing this as far as electronics and actual hard manual wiring is helping the customer through it, yeah. helping them get through it, helping letting them say, hey, look, no problem. I've done that kind of sign before. This is how we did it. This and it's much like what you're doing, on a different scale. It's education. Yeah, yeah. Really. Well, once you understand it and you know it, and it's right. brand new that you, you now it's a secondhand nature to you. Right. You, you, and, you, I, and I don't think you, you got like the ability. You. you got the ability to pass it on. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And I and I don't think about the money anymore. Right. So everybody comes in and you say, "Well, how much sales did you have?" I don't have that conversation. And any of my customers that are watching, I promise they're going to tell everybody else that I don't have the conversation with them about money doesn't happen I mean most of them come in here we get done and they bought an extra bit kit like with same kind of stuff that you sell uh, they buy this they buy that and we say hey look we'll bill it to you don't worry about it and they're gonna pay it I'm not concerned about that right, right. it's it's you know money plays a part in it but it's really about the the to get them from where they're at to where they're going and and to answer your question probably march if i had to it's the first time i've ever been asked that that's the reason i was just i I got hit with workbench today is coming up and are we going and the answer is absolutely we're we're planning on going um that was in march it's coming up is what i'm told so that's probably when i had the realization that hey wait a minute this is this is growing legs fast Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have thought that until the first day, right? The first day at 1 o'clock, right? It starts at 8 or whatever. I had realized, wait a minute. I mean, just 
people after people, camera after camera. Uh, yeah, that's when I realized, wait a minute, we're doing something right here. Yeah. You know. Okay. So where, where, where are you going? What's your vision? With that? Um, you know, I, I want to do exactly what I'm doing right now and wherever that takes us. Uh, we're growing tremendously. Our line is growing tremendously. Uh, you know some things about the business that we have not told everybody yet. Um, but we have found uh, a few more ways to help customers that will be coming out shortly. And um, I, I know that what we've brought into this side of the industry, there's a lot more equipment and a lot more knowledge that we can help bring to that industry, to our people, uh, to the woodworking, to the makers, to the small customer, to the light industrial that uh, – I'm going after pretty hard, to be honest with you. We're, we're putting a lot of resources, a lot of capital, a lot of time into it. Okay. So right now, the equipment that you have, you've got the, the 4 by 4 is your smallest. Right? That's correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you got the, the 4 by 8 now we're talking CNC riders. He's mm -hmm. uh, got the 4 by 8 and then 5 by 10 in CNC riders. Now you've also got plasma, which, you, yeah. which is uh, sitting right here. Right? Talked about that a little bit before. So you got plasma tips. You got this is a five by uh, five by ten. It so is. Do you have them in the small units? Not now. Um, and I tell you the reason being, uh, I did the plasma as a one hundred percent offshoot of doing three axis motion for routers. Okay. Um, because I wasn't a big plasma guy. I like fabrication of metal, obviously, but. I wasn't a big plasma guy, but when I realized, wait a minute, and I started looking at the price of industrial units, and I knew what I could build them for, and I knew I could get them to people to help them, huh, yeah. And just like auto torch control, come on, man. You're telling me that there are machines out there that right now you can buy without an auto torch control. How is a customer going to get any quality out of that, out of that type of machine without that, that addition? And it's built into our machines. It's built into our controls. Um, so what, what he's talking about is when you're cutting metal, uh, you're introducing heat into the metal, and, and, and the stresses Absolutely. that are in it, when you cut it, then the stresses get relieved in different ways, and so the metal starts to flex around. And, and in order to get the consistent cuts, this torque pipe is sensing that, and, it, and then the torch head is moving up and down with the material as it's moving. Yeah, once again, it's not rocket science. Why are they charging? And, and I'm, not sell, I'm, not, I'm not rolling anybody in the bus. I'm not singling anybody out. Why would you sell that machine without it? What right. customer, except for the customer that doesn't know they need it, right? right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they know they need it, and then, well, let's have a conversation about how bad do you need it? Mm -hmm. What kind do you need? Well, they don't know that. If they knew that, they wouldn't have called in the first place, right, right, you know? Right. So it's been a natural progression, and, and we, we have partnered with a with a couple of, uh, of plasma uh, power source makers, and we also use um, Harbor Freight, to be honest with you. I'm not, they make a fantastic uh, plasma source, power source right now, especially for light industrial and, and the, the real market that we're going after. That is $4,000 less than comparable units that work fantastic. 
it's, it's why, a, not use why it? not do it? <laughs> right, right, right. So, okay, so where are you going? You, you, you know, you said you, you got other things down the pipeline, which you're not willing to share yet. So right, okay. well, it won't be long. Right. There, there is some other things, and, and I will tell you, it is tooling based. So, we're going to do the same thing for other type of equipment that we're doing for the CNC world, and I'm not trying to compete with a lot of different companies but what you will see come out of phantom shortly will be things that um people are going to say wow i wish i'd had that wow i didn't know that existed wow there is no way that i could have that and for that cost and it do that for my business and um hopefully uh we'll we'll keep growing we're we're trying to get an educational component in with that so you've seen that we're building a video studio now um of course we're, we're working with you uh to do a, some educational videos stated woods uh nick izzy swan uh has an educational facility uh that they're working on um so in the next you know 12 months what we're looking for is uh, we will we will probably easily double what our volumes are now, and um, also adding a educational component to it, you know, and expanding our 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 maker and content creator uh, network because we've been approached by some really really nice content creators that um, there's there's. Again, it's a good way to make folks mad, but you either have the content creator that seems to me like, hey, I want this free and I'll say something good about your machine, and you can use my my uh, customers as a uh, uh, springboard. I can get you my advertising. Or you have the content creator that says, hey, man, I believe in your business. You believe in mine. How can we work together? And um, you know that's funny because when we first talked, that's you said that to me. So let's get down to the chase. You call and you want a free machine. I said no, no. And, and that is the truth. I swear yeah. to God, it is. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, and I'm again, and I apologize later. I mean, sometimes I'm not as politically correct or sensitive as I should be. But hey, don't beat around the bush, man. And and for you, I and you didn't know this, obviously. Um, I had watched your channel. Literally, there are three or four of you on on YouTube that offer what I sort of consider as highly valuable CNC business uh, uh, channels information. And it's not the channel that says, hey, I got this free today and I'm going to tell you about this product and this is so great. And then you don't hear about it again. Um these are folks that are not only offering very specific information, whether it be software-based or CNC-based, but also business-based. How can these folks run their business? What are some of the pitfalls to look out for? Um, you know, I, I heard you talking about feeds and speeds, and you mentioned yesterday, you probably didn't think I was paying attention, but one of the biggest questions that we get a lot of times is, hey, what's our feeds and speeds? Well, you know as well as I do that that is not a perfect number right. under every circumstance. So you made the comment, hey, I put a chart out. Well, you did, in fact, put a chart out because I, I went and looked at it, yeah. and I love the chart. Um, I think as I looked at it last night. So we, we were out here pretty late, and I, I think 
you know, I'm not, I'm not. I actually got to update that chart because I added things. But anyway. But the, the, look, it is a starting place. Yeah. And that's what most people are looking for. And, and um, people get hung up on very, very specific items. And I could not find channels that were really trying to get them past that. So, you know, stop. Stop looking at chip load. Come on, man. You're running a CNC <laughs> router. You're cutting flyboard. Right. You know, stop asking the question about how accurate is it. Wait a minute. All of these machines, and I'll say that again, all of these machines are capable of holding accuracy levels, for the most part, especially in welded frame machines, that are going to be sub-expansion rates of where you've cut your material. Your MDF swells as it takes in water out of the air. Your plyboard. So for the most part, accuracy and and accuracy does not equal resolution. These are questions where people... And you see this uh, have been fed these keywords to sell them something. Mm-hmm. Boss group, yeah. man, gotta have a boss group. Gotta, you gonna be accurate. You gotta have a. Boss yeah, we group. gotta get down to that ten thousand something inch. Come on, <laughs> you know. And and I'm telling you, your videos and some of these videos by two or three other creators right now are invaluable if people will heed them. If they will learn that, wait a minute, these guys are 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 really telling the truth and it's not driven by some ulterior motive behind them like I want your money or look at me I'm here right it's not and and that is one thing I'll be honest with you I have not I have not one time sensed out of you uh, out of your 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 videos Uh, you are exactly the same person as you were when I met you Uh, Nick same way, Katz Moses. Same way, uh, Izzy Swan. <laughs> Trust me, what you see in the videos is him. Those are the people that I'm drawn to, and I can tell you, I've made a few mistakes selling to people that I probably should not have. But by and large, oh man, we hundreds of customers, and they're the exact same people we talk to on the phone are the same people that come here and pick up. And it's funny because all of them will know you. They All of them know Nick. They all of them, all the same people. It seems like this group is gravitating towards these same folks. And I'm just, I am blown away that I've been blessed enough to fall into this because there's just no way I could have planned it any better than the way it's happening. You know, that hard work you know, yeah. long hours you know that you yeah. see that but I know you know uh, there is a luck component to all of this but um, just be be prepared to fail be prepared people talk bad about you be prepared to do that learn the band button we talked about that you learn the band button learn the learn the the uh, remove button um, don't surround yourself with people that are not trying to take you where you want to go and that yeah. doesn't mean that they always have to say something good but yeah you, yeah yeah it's a, if, if you want to go somewhere and people are, are kind of pulling it back they're not comfortable with, with the changes than you and but if you pull that back you're always going to have a sense of uh, there's still more for me out there Right, we're not going to be moving forward. And we, if we're not growing, we're dying. Right, and and uh, 
That's right. You just got to keep moving. You got to keep moving forward. And it doesn't matter. You can build a CNC machine company or you can build a CNC company or you can just make hobby stuff. It doesn't really matter as long as you're doing something that's purposeful for you and you feel like you're moving forward in life and learning stuff. But look, you're just, I, it, it sounds bad, but you're telling the truth. That's all there is to it. And, and yes, there are, it's interesting. I, yesterday, uh, we went and ate lunch, and you and Nick had gone out and stood at the truck. And I walked by a guy who's an older gentleman, and he wants to invest some money. And he asked me, he said, look, I heard y'all talking about investing because we were having a discussion about expanding. And his comment was, I wish I could find somewhere or some small business that I could help that could serve as an investment that, you know, I could help grow and could help what I need and I could help them. I was just taken back by it. Um, I think that there's probably more out there than I realize. And that goes back to folks that are wanting to help people. And obviously, a man or a woman will never move, con uh, you know, against their self for the most part. Um, however, there's a lot of people out there that want to do right. And I'm just right now, I'm lucky I'm surrounded by a lot of them, yeah. you know. And your crowd, I've watched your comments since you put out your first post here. And from what I've seen, I haven't seen anything that tells me that anybody uh hold on a second i'm gonna tell you who it is uh a one of our customers up in uh new york sent me a uh, uh message last night that said, hey man i see you got garrett from that's awesome that is so cool <laughs> and i i was just i was blown away by that and that literally came in last night uh I can I, I can tell you who he is. Uh, when it, Yali Gutierrez, God, he's such a nice guy, and he's got a tea, and he, he he runs a cabinet shop up in New York, and he's obviously watching you. He's obviously subscribed to you. Yeah. And again, what I'm finding is that network of certain people are connected, and and before I never noticed it, but there's like this spider web that are connecting people and that's how what really tells me every day at least you're moving in the right direction because the same person that did this knows that person mm -hmm. and knows that person and knows this person and that means that we're all as long as we're sharing experiences um i never because in law enforcement we don't have facebook accounts we don't like instagram we don't put out our i never understood what that whole public uh media deal was about i didn't and right now i've just learned exchanging information is so important mm -hmm. and it's happening yeah. and that's what you're doing yeah yeah and the other thing is as you see your network grow you also know you're going down the right road so yeah so so there you have it and that's that's steve wallace and one of the guys that owns this company has built it up to where it is at and after my conversations I've had with him for the last couple of days, while well, I came down here to get my four by four, I'm I'm very comfortable having that much more comfortable having my uh, a phantom and and associated with him and 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 the other people that that association is going to bring uh, to me to you uh, to help you grow as a better creator. So 
Any last words you want to share or somebody as this? Uh, yeah, um, something that, uh, honestly, something that I, I wish folks had, had told me or wish I'd paid attention to. Um, don't ever think a question that you have is dumb. Don't do it. And number two, don't ever treat anybody else like their question was dumb. Um, man. You, you you just don't know uh, every day right now I have folks come in from all around this country and they're buying equipment and they're asking questions and you can see them pause and it's just because they're saying hey I don't want to ask this because I'm embarrassed about it don't, don't do right. that and I have to catch myself and say you know what they come from a different environment so whatever you do believe in yourself you're going to fail it's going to happen. It's going to suck. Not every day is going to be great. I paint it like every day is great here, and it's not. It, it, it is easy to have a problem in my business and spend $10,000. I'm blessed enough that sometimes we just have to take care of it and move on. And that's what I would tell them. You know, don't just don't give up. Don't yeah. stop. Just take it and move on. And they're already doing that. Your folks are already doing that for the most part. Right, right. You know, that's, that's kind of cool because what, what he just shared is the same exact thing that's in the IDC Woodcraft vision statement, which is everyone starts somewhere. And that's so IDC Woodcraft is founded on the everyone starts somewhere principle, right? So there's no dumb questions. We all come in stupid and dumb because we just don't know. So it's just we don't know what we don't know. And so you got the people that are here to start to elevate you. Um, and that's who you want to surround yourself with as you enter into this this hobby or business either way. Um, yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, thanks for thanks, taking man. some time. I do. I, um, I appreciate you coming down, and I look forward to look the next six months with you and the next six months of growing. I'm just I'm, I'm excited. I am. I, I really am. Sometimes it's I don't like to show it, but look, I'm, I'm excited every day. it my cnc brother or sister i hope that this interview has kind of opened your eyes to some of the people behind the cnc world and especially getting into these more industrial level type of units and about price and keeping the prices uh in a in a way that you can afford it i do encourage you to drop by phantom cnc systems and check out their machines they are some sharp looking machines and again let steve know that uh if you call them up let them know that uh hey you heard about it from garrett at idcwoodcraft.com i hope you have a great day better tomorrow and happy cncn idcwoodcraft.com